Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. At the Turn is brought to you by Vice Golf. Vice is a German company that makes premium quality golf balls for half the premium price. The Pro and Pro Plus were awarded a gold medal on Golf Digest's annual hot list, making Vice the only small company to win the magazine's highest award. Golf balls shouldn't cost more than the round of drinks afterwards. What's your vice? This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Tiger Woods is the winner of the 2019 Masters. It's his fifth green jacket. His first mayor since the 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Nick, I, I'm, I have to say, I'm in shock. I am in absolute disbelief. And um, in celebration, Joe, if, if we ever make this to YouTube, I am joining us live from my own version of Butler Cabin. So that's how excited I am for this victory. Um until he hit that shot on 16, I was, I just couldn't convince myself that he was going to win the Masters. Like, I just, I wanted it to happen so bad, but I just couldn't get myself there. But then he stuffed it on 16 and had a two shot lead, and it just seemed like it, it was meant to be. And it was, it was just absolutely incredible. Did you think that shot on 16 was going in? I thought it was going in for a second. Um, I didn't think it was going in only because I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, like I said, I was just not letting myself believe the unthinkable. So I, I was trying to keep my expectations pretty low, but it, it was an incredible shot. The masters to me is always a surreal experience. Just watching it in general, because we spend so much time thinking about it, anticipating it. And then, Within a four-day span, it starts and it ends. And even while it is happening, it seems very surreal. And to see Tiger Woods get some of that old Tiger Woods magic going, intimidate his opponents, grind out a score in order to slip on the green jacket, it was his first major championship when trailing going into the final round. He had never done that before. And it seemed like he had an opponent... Finau was in the final threesome too, but from my perspective, it was Tiger versus Molinari. I know Cantlay came up. Johnson had a chance at the end. There were a lot of other players sort of around the leaderboard, but to me all day, this was ultimately a two-man race, Molinari and Tiger, and it came down to me. Tiger 
was steady Eddie all day long, did not make any mistakes. And as a result, he's the master's champion. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he did make four bogeys today, which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, including on the 18th hole, which he, you know, he was, he knew he just needed a bogey to win. Um, but you know, he wasn't, he wasn't perfect, but he knew that tournament was going to be won and lost, you know, on the last six holes. And that's where he won it. And, um, it was really impressive, especially with those final two groups, Joe, four out of the last six players coming through made double bogey after hitting into Ray's Creek on 12. And it was pretty impressive. Given that context and witnessing that, it was pretty impressive to see Tiger just put one on the green, two-putt, take his part, and get out of there. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people will say, oh, Molinari lost it. He blew it. You know, it wasn't the Tiger won it. I think if people try to have that take, I just think that's ridiculous because, four, because like I said, four players hit it into Ray's Creek on that hole. So that speaks to the difficulty of that hole and not just one person cracking under pressure. So I, I thought that was really impressive. And then uh, just making those birdies when he needed to, 13, 15, 16, uh, just getting it done was so fun to watch. On number 12, it felt like everyone was trying to press to win the Masters, except for Tiger. Like the four guys that hit it in the water, it was like, okay, these guys have not won the Masters before. They feel like they got to make a birdie on 12 because everyone is making all these birdies. They probably saw Cantlay looking like he's going to post 12, 13, maybe even 14 under. Cause I think he got to 12 under after the 15th hole. And it's like, yep. well, Cantlay makes two more coming in. He might post 14. So they see that and they're like, okay, 12 is 100, under 170 yards. I got to aim at that flag and make a birdie. And four guys hit it in the water. And Tiger Woods was very content to put it in the middle of the green, make a two putt get out with a par knowing that if you are playing well down the stretch at Augusta, you should go two under on 13 and 15. It's just mm -hmm. a reality of the golf course. And I'm not saying that these guys don't know the tournament as well as me and you, but every year there are players that go out and seemingly will win the tournament. Like Cantlay was the example today. Fowler was the example last year where these guys are going to make birdies ahead of the final group on 13 and 15. And they're going to take the lead for a brief moment. And you really have to compose yourself and say, look, I'm going to play those short par fives as well. I'm probably going to make birdie on those holes because I'm playing well. I got to be patient. And four guys were not. Tiger was. He made the birdies when he needed to. And just like in Tiger fashion, when we saw in his heyday, he just let everyone else fall away as opposed. I mean, Tiger didn't shoot 64 today. No. Tiger was a couple That's under par. Heavy. Yeah, he, he shot a 70 and won the Masters. So I think it speaks to his experience and some of that old Tiger stuff where his playing opponent was very intimidated by him. I did not expect... Do you want to move on to Frankie? I kind of want to go to Frankie for a second. Yeah, it's a big story. Francesco Molinari, I watched the first... So I got up super early I'm on the West Coast. Leaders tee off at 620. I'm up with him, ready to go. Uh, the... Watching the first nine holes, I thought that there was like an 80% chance Molinari was going to win. Because yeah, he looked so good. And so, those 10 footers he made for par, you're like, this is Tiger's chance. And he just rolled it in, center of the hole. It was no doubt he was making those putts. It was so frustrating. And even when he was making mistakes, he would still find a way to make a par and make it look relatively easy. And then he makes the double on 12. And then he makes the double on 15, which I didn't realize it live. 
But when he had that 70 yard pitch shot onto the green, I thought he just stuffed it and like basically hit a foot behind the ball and hit it into the water. So Faldo called it on the broadcast that he hit a branch and then it went down into the water. But God, to make that mistake in that situation is just, I don't know what else to attribute it to. I, I, I haven't heard any interviews after the round, but the only thing I can attribute it to is Tiger and his intimidation. And you know, you're right. It did hit that tree. And I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, obviously you, you would think if you're hitting a, a very lofted club into here, you should take into account what what's above you. But he was in that situation because of a miss off the tee. He was out of position off the tee. He was forced to lay up. So, so he really was kind of leaking oil a little bit. Like he, he was making mistakes and then he was not able to correct those mistakes and turn those into pars. He, he was, you know, and so, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was very surprising to see because even after the double on 12, he was still a co-leader because uh, he came back and birdied 13. And so him and Tiger were still tied. And so he was still really in position. Uh, but then, yeah, like you said, there on 15, just, it, which is interesting because Frankie went toe-to-toe with Tiger in a major already and came out on top winning the Open Championship last year. So it's not that he's never been in that position, but I think it's, I think the tiger today is a different tiger than last summer. Yeah, there's no question. He won the tour championship. He looked very comfortable the entire round. He missed some fairways, but certainly on the back nine, he hit most of the fairways and looked unflappable pretty much in every scenario. Was there a point where you thought tiger was not going to win? Once he took the lead. No, no, not once he took the lead, just, just the front nine when it looked like he was going to have to shoot 66 to pass Frankie was the only time I was thinking, cause he was, he was made a couple bogeys in that front nine. And I'm like, man, if he's going to have to post something crazy, it's, it's going to be really tough. But then, uh, um, yeah, once he got in that position, I, I wasn't hundred percent convinced he had it won, but I, I felt like, I got a lot more calm once once he was actually in the lead and still hitting really good shots. Okay, Nick, you have some thoughts you want to get through. I, I did. I, I jotted down just a bunch of thoughts as soon as it ended because I wanted to get them on paper. Um, watching the last couple holes, so after Tiger made that putt on 16, he had a two-shot lead, but Brooks Kepka was still ahead of him with a chance for birdie on the 18th. And... Jim Nance and Nick Faldo were talking as if this was a done deal, that Tigers won his 15th major. And I'm like, he's still got two holes to play. And, and there's guys who are right there. Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka both missed 10, 12 footers on 18 that would have that would have been birdie putts that would have essentially in the end tied them with Tiger forced to playoff. And then and then the way Tiger played 18 was not all that confidence inspiring as well. But a couple thoughts. I think these are two guys in Faldo and Nance who sort of recognize the situation. I fully expected Tiger to make birdie on 17. I was surprised that he didn't. And I understand that in the end, Tiger finished one shot ahead of DJ and Shoffle and Kepka. If Tiger had a one-shot lead, even given where his tee shot was on 18, he plays that hole differently. I agree with that 100%. I'm not saying that he he would or wouldn't have. But but yeah. But you're just saying that there was that the chance existed 
that he could not win the Masters going into the final hole. Like if Tiger makes a double, there's a playoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was still, there's a, an existent chance. You know, it was, it was not impossible at all by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, that's all. Um, another thing is just, I think we should talk about Brooks Kepka a little bit because he's kind of, he's kind of forgotten, but man, he was, he was really, really close to winning his third consecutive major. And we almost never talk about this guy. Like, what did you think of him today and this week? It's certainly impressive. It is almost, I can't think of a player except for maybe Jordan Spieth and like from 2015 to 2017, where there's just a guy who in majors, we have to assume has a good chance to win. And I think Brooks Kepka could have won today. His driving was not good. He missed a lot of shots right off the tee. And thank you to the people at Augusta National for finally getting with like 2014 technology and being a part of Shot Tracker. It was really nice to see some of the shots on that. And I to di- digress for a second. Jim Nance, several times during the broadcast, said something to the effect of, oh, well, if you want to see Shot Tracker, uh, wait a few minutes and go on masters.com. It's like, are, how can every other tournament have this figured out, but the Masters needs to put it on a five-minute delay to get a Shot Tracker? I don't, I don't understand that. But the Shot Tracker showed that a lot of Brooks's tee shots were going to the right. I think if Brooks drove the ball well today, even decent, he probably wins. That being said, Brooks did a shot of 70, same as Tiger. Didn't play great. Like It felt like he wasn't playing a very good round. And if he made a few more putts, a few more shots in the fairway, he's probably your master's champion. Like going into Pebble Beach, I know I, I know the PGA is next to Bethpage, but out of going into those two tournaments, Brooks Kepa has to be one of the top two or three favorites, probably along with Tiger. Yeah, I mean it's true. Um, well, first of all, Brooks Kepka's won back-to-back U.S. Opens, which is insane. Uh, so he'll be going for the three-peat there, Tiger. Um, his last five majors, Tiger, uh, Joe, this is Tiger's last five majors, 2018 masters tied for 32nd, 2018 us open missed the cut 2018 open championship tied for sixth, 2018 PGA solo second, 2019 masters win. So his last two majors, Tigers finished solo second and he's gotten the victory. Um, he, he's playing some really good golf and it's not just the tiger woods effect anymore. It's, it's, Actually, he's he's at the top of his game. Um, he is, I want to say, fourth on the PGA Tour in scoring average, which is the only stat that really matters. <laughs> and, um, his last 54 holes this week, Joe, he only missed seven greens. So ever since Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he's just all over it. It's 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 really fun to watch him play consistently consistently at this high level, and now with like you said, the PGA coming up in four weeks. It's it's really it's major season, so it'll be fun to see what what he can do the rest of the year. Do you expect Tiger to get back to number one? He's going to be, I think, sixth is what is projected for him in official World Golf rankings after this win. By the end of the year, is Tiger the number one golfer in the world? That's the next step in the comeback, don't you think? I mean, if you no, think of the comeback, no, 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 no. getting all getting back everything that he had held at one time that's one of the last things 
that he one t- at one time held that he would still be pursuing. He's going to be six, Joe, and if he's playing this well and he gets one or two more wins, you know, in high-profile events this year, he could certainly get there. He's going to need some more wins. He's going to have to have, you know, three or four wins this season, but he's already got one. Hot take. Number one in the world is wildly overrated. Brooks I Kepka? I think it's I think it's pretty badass. I mean, it is, but you know, Luke Donald's been number one in the world. Okay. Adam Scott's been number one in the world. Justin Rose has been number one in the world. None of those players I have ever considered the overwhelming favorite going into majors. You know who's gonna be my top three going into the next, I don't know, three majors? It's gonna be Frankie, it's gonna be Brooks, and it's gonna be Tiger. And no one can convince me otherwise. All those guys are in the top six. Yeah, they're in the top six, but none of them is number one in the world. Brooks Kepka's won three out of the last six majors. Molinari won the U.S. Open. He went 5-0 and in the Ryder Cup. The, uh, all, all I'm saying is that the number one ranking in the world is not indicative of who I think is the best player to win majors. And I don't think it's the most likely player to win majors. Who's number one in the world right now? Justin Rose? Dustin Johnson? Uh, are those your yeah. are those your picks going into the PGA Championship? No way. Well, it's definitely not. No way. They certainly have a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those guys um, wins it. And I'm not saying there's no way I'm picking Dustin Johnson to win the PGA. Um, Come on, now. A lot you, of guys you, who, wait, wait. The line is so fine between number one and two and twenty and fifty. Like that's why when they did the match play championship and they seeded out one versus. 64 and all that the one seed would lose like every other year because the 64th best player of the world is on any given day just as good or better than the number one player i i understand what you're saying and it is a very thin line all that i'm saying is if you take the number of majors combined justin rose and dustin johnson have won they're less than brooks kepka <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah okay agreed i'm sorry i got i, I started yelling at you what what what, 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 do you, what do you want to talk about next um, I don't know. I mean, we, we kind of, we touched on these guys who, who had birdie putts to, mm. you know, did, did you have any other thoughts? Did you ever feel like anybody else was really in contention? Xander Shoffley was, was very impressive over the course of the week, but he didn't quite, you know, have that winning level. Was there anybody else that you thought like was right there or, or, I mean, kind of blew a chance or anything like that? I think both DJ and Ricky had a solid chance down the stretch. Now, DJ, they they both got to 10 under, and then on 16, they both had a putt to go to 11 under. DJ made his, and then DJ got to 12, and then he had a brief putt on 18 to post 13. And I really think that if DJ made that putt on 18, it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting to see how Tiger plays 18 knowing that he has to make a par to win as opposed to a bogey because making a bogey just makes things so different from your approach to the hole. But DJ had a legitimate putt at 18 to get in a playoff in the Masters and he left it short. And if there's one bugaboo with DJ, it's not making big putts to win majors. Yeah. Um, Just to kind of touch on what you said though, Tiger hit his tee shot not knowing he only needed a bogey. So so Brooks didn't miss that birdie putt until after Tiger had teed off on 18. So we we at least know that his strategy from the tee probably would have been the same. Maybe not, though. Maybe if somebody was in the clubhouse at 13, it would have changed. Because 
he was hitting driver well. He, you know, so I don't know. It, it would have been interesting. You're right, but he teed off not knowing for a fact that Bogey would win it. Yeah, that is interesting to know. I just, um, gosh, I didn't think anyone was going to get to a spot down the stretch where they were going to have a multiple shot lead on the final hole. Like it really felt as though they were going to, because really all week it was bunched up at the top, right? Like there was, was so congested. Four yeah. guys tied for the lead, four guys tied in second. And it eventually got to a point where it was like, okay, this is actually like a three, four horse race. And maybe someone makes birdie at 18. But after the birdie on 16 by Tiger, it was either he makes a mistake or someone birdie 17 and 18. And neither happened. That's all right. Yeah. So, Joe, this I know this has happened before. So I want you to answer this question for me because I don't know the answer. Who will put the jacket on Tiger when he wins again next year? Oh, God, I knew. Oh, I wish I haven't had a beer or two because I do know the answer to this. Um, ah, tell me. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Oh, because the most recent person to win Masters back-to-back -back was Tiger. And God bless it if I didn't know this answer. We're going to have to do some research and figure this out because I, I know. I'm sure you would know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm so disappointed that I couldn't do it. Look, it, it's it's been a long day. The Blazers won game one of their playoff series. Go Blazers. I'll tell you what. Why don't we why don't we pause here? We'll take a break and we'll uh put this in historical context and see if Tiger is gonna beat Jack. All right, Nick. So I am uh, I'm hiking up Mount St. Helens this summer. And yeah, how about that? And uh, you know, I need something to keep my PB and J in. A water bottle, my sunscreen, any other things you need to climb a mountain. I've never done it before. Hopefully it goes well. But you know what I'm going to carry all those things in, Nick? Your vice backpack? My vice backpack. It is a beaut. I know even if I get dirt, grime on it, I can just wipe it right off. It's very clean. I get compliments on it wherever I go. And that's just like one of their tertiary products. That's not even what they specialize in. Get those golf balls. Half the price of Tidalist. Definitely twice as good. I've shot a lot of great rounds with those things. Vicegolf.com. Vicegolf.com. Promo code hybrid. H-Y-B-R-I-D. I always think I'm going to spell that wrong when I start spelling it. Hybrid is the promo code. Free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Balls, umbrellas, bags, backpacks. Nick, did I forget anything? You know what? I just will add... I've been using my Vice Golf bag, and the last two times I played, I had to carry my sticks because I forgot my little trolley. And um, that thing is really comfortable to strap on your back and, and walk around to golf. So uh, go get one. When you forget your trolley, you have your Vice bag. Vicegolf.com, promo code hybrid. Get it. Tiger Woods picks up his 15th major. He's now just three shy of Jack Nicholas, who continues to pretend like he actually wants Tiger to break his streak when in reality he does not. Nick, do you think Tiger right now, no, no BS, is Tiger going to break Jack's record? Go. No. I mean, no. The easy, the easy answer is no. I mean, it's so it's such a it's such a big ask, you know? Like he, he you're saying that between now and the end of Tiger's career, which we don't know how much longer that's going to be, he would have to have a better career than like 
98% of the other golfers who are out there playing have, have put together. Like who yeah. else has, who else, the, the, the company that has three plus majors is, well, you're, you're saying break his record. So you'd have to win four more majors. Um, I don't, it's just, I want him to, it's, it's certainly possible, but it's certainly not inevitable. And if Nick, I had to pick, I, I'm saying no. I, I guess I'm confused. I thought you watched the Masters today. I did. Oh, did you see? Did you see Tiger Woods win the Masters today? <laughs> you said yourself good. he, he finished, looked really good. He finished second in the PGA. He finished tied for six in the British Open, a tournament in which he led with nine holes left to play. In the last three majors, he had a chance to win each one. He won one of them. He's won the Tour Championship. He's showing no signs of any physical ailments. He probably has 24 to 30 majors. If he stays relatively healthy, he has 24 to 30 majors left in his 40s. You see old man Mickelson out there still getting in the top 15. I just feel like Tiger is the sort of player and the sort of person who will be competitive into his late 40s. If that's the case, he has a lot of attempts at a lot of golf courses. If Tiger Woods won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, I would be surprised Zero percent. I mean, it sounds dumb. And yes, I've had a few beers, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. The next two major venues are both places Tiger has won a major championship. Will Tiger win the Grand Slam this year? Nick, go. <laughs> I think I just answered that. I mean, I mean, you're right. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he wins any of them, but it would be surprising if he wins all of them. If that makes sense. Like like you just said, he had a chance to win the last three, and he won one of them. So if you're saying that it's hard to get into contention, and then when you do get into contention, you only close the door about a third of the time, then it's, it's just tough. Well, what encourages me more about this win than just the fact it was Tiger winning was that he was able to come back in this round. I'm sure folks who watch the golf channel, they've seen this ad nauseum. Tiger has never won a major when he has trailed going into the final round. He spotted Frank two shots today and still came back and won. At one point, he was down by three. He was. And I just think that Tiger Woods did not play his A golf today and won the Masters. And that, to me, is the biggest sign that Tiger is back. We can look at Tiger and say, okay, if he goes out and shoots 63, even like a 65 or 66 in the final round, and just blows the competition away with a one or two shot lead going to the final round, that's one thing. But when Tiger was winning all of his majors, he wasn't doing it by shooting low rounds in the 70s, in the, in the 60s, rather. I'm sure you heard the stat. Tiger never shot. Tiger's never shot in the 60s the first round of the Masters. And it's, oh, the last four times Tiger shot 70, he won the Masters. And what that speaks to is Tiger grinds out better than anybody. And I feel as though, comparing this year to 2013, the last year Tiger was great. That's when he was number one. He won five tournaments, didn't win a major. That was the last time he was great. Tiger went out and he won tournaments by blowing the field away for him to grind out majors to me is the biggest sign that he is actually fully back. 
And I think he's going to do it, Nick. I think he's going to pass Jack Nicholas. Wow, you do. You you truly believe that? I truly would be surprised seeing what I've seen now. I mean, it sounds so dumb, but if you watch the footage of Tiger walking from the 72nd green to the scorer's tent and you juxtapose his attitude walking from the green to the scorer's tent to what it was when he was in his prime. Take 2005, even the last year that he won the Masters. The man who won that jacket is significantly different than the one who won today. Now, was he wearing the same mock turtleneck today that he was in 2015? You bet your ass he was. (laughs) But that's really the only thing. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I feel like he is a different person now. And because of that, and it sounds sounds so, I, I, I hate the way it sounds coming out of my mouth, but I can't think of another way to describe it. He is more appreciative. I think he recognizes his place more in history. He doesn't view himself as going to win 27 majors. Like, I feel like when he was in 05, 06, 07 mode, he's like, I'm going to blow Jack out of the water. I'm going to win 30 majors. Now he's like, you know what? I probably have 10 years at the absolute maximum to play pro golf at a high level and a chance to win majors. I better appreciate what I have and grind the hell out of these tournaments. And I think that's his mindset. And as a result, I think it's going to give him more chances to win. I don't think he's going to pass Jack. I think he gets to 20. I mean, I, I, wow. That, that'd be awesome. Joe, at the turn, at at the turn pod on Twitter, ran a poll, and 38% of our fans agree with you. That's that's a high number. Uh, 38% plus you think that Tiger will eclipse Jack with four more majors. Yeah. I, that's Man, if that happens, what a ride it's going to be. That's all I have to say. Like how that's a world I want to live in. If we can turn on the major over the next five, eight years, and it's just like Tiger's going to win this. I think it's entirely possible. And I think I think if he's going to do it, I'll say this. He needs to get another one this year because of the, the next two venues, Bethpage and Pebble Beach. Those are his for the taking. If he's going to win four or five more in his career, you got to think one of them is going to be those. It's going to be one of those two, don't you think? I do. Can I Can I go even more crazy right now? <laughs> Please. Okay. I'm going to guarantee Tiger wins another major this year. <laughs> this, this year? This year. I guarantee it. Wow. He's playing at venues that he likes very much. I just think that Tiger, I think we're going to see full Tiger this year. It's going to happen. This, the, I mean... <laughs> He just won the Masters, so it's already shaping up to be his best year since 2008, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's the last time he won a major, and Tiger judges himself on majors. It was, uh, it's going to be an incredible year for Tiger Woods, and we're just getting. I mean, we're we're just in April, man. We're we're just getting yeah. started. Well, you know what, Joe? The only person who can win the Grand Slam is the person who wins the Masters. <sighs> it's so true, Tiger Woods. Um, okay. We, we talked about it briefly. One to 10. How much should you like the mock turtleneck Tiger was rocking this week? <sighs> I, I would never wear that. I would never wear that to the golf course. I might wear it like, um, I don't know, to a, to a football game at Lambeau field <laughs> or, um, I might wear it, you know, in some other, I would never wear it to the golf course. And I feel like, like, 
I feel like if you wore that out with your wife or tried to, she would not let you leave the house with it on. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. Um, I'm not going to hate on Tiger for for any decisions that he makes or that, you know, Nike makes for him. But, um, you know, what's wrong with just a collared shirt? Come on, Tiger. I know. I don't. I don't have the access. (laughs) Yeah. It's like. Why don't you wear one of those weird early '90s shirts that Jason Day or Tony Finau were wearing? Did oh you see god. some of those Nike so outfits? Lame. Oh my god! About with all the same shirt and just different color, and you have like eight guys wearing the same shirt. It's just I don't know what's up with that. So, well, pick your poison. Then, which one would you rather wear? I actually would rather wear the early '90s garb. I think it has kind of like a fun, kitschy sort of throwback vibe. The mock turtleneck. I don't really know when that was cool. Like, I remember even when Tiger was winning in the early 2000s, it was like, eh, I mean, good for Tiger, but I'm not going to wear that thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I mean, weird. Tiger Woods and John Newley, the only two people I know that can pull that look <laughs> Shout out, Coach Newley. Um, did you notice that, you know, it, it wasn't even only Tiger. Phil was doing the same thing. Those boys were not on some gum. <laughs> It was getting was a lot about? of play. I have no idea. It was getting a lot of play. Um, it didn't really bother. I mean, it was like the least of my concern, but people on Twitter were really infatuated with Tiger well, chewing gum. I think I, I think what's weird what's weird about Tiger chewing gum is it sort of humanizes him. Like when you watch Tiger in his absolute peak prime, I can't imagine him doing anything besides eating bananas and protein bars and just doing pull-ups constantly. Gum Gum has like added sugar and like weird things in it. It just makes him seem like a normal person. And you know, when Tiger stripes one on the 71st hole to Masters and he's not on a bunch of trident, it just makes him a little less intimidating, at least in my eyes. It was weird. It was weird. But you know what? I wonder if it's like performance gum. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, everything like it could be like hydration or you know, sure. There could be gum. calories. Or, yeah, exactly. It could be, it could be, you know, who knows what it is. I think. I think the answer is out there by now. I just I just haven't cared enough to look. I mean, like, Tiger won the Masters. I'm not going to, like, click on the article that's about him chewing gum. I'm just not. Can I, can I move on to the 2007 Masters champion, or do you have any more Tiger thoughts? No, please do, because this is, this is very interesting. So this was a rule that I've actually known, because someone told me when I was very young, and I didn't believe them, and then I looked it up and confirmed it was, in fact, true. If you are taking a practice swing and make contact with the ball, you can then replace it to where it originally was. Very happy that this rule exists is 2007 Masters champion Zach Johnson, who on the 15th hole, I believe in the first round, it was Thursday. Was taking, yeah. yeah, taking some practice swings. And if you haven't seen Jet, Zach Johnson play, like, you're, first of all, you're, you're not missing much. Secondly, <laughs> he gets very close to the ball when he takes practice swings. And he clipped the ball with the top of the driver and it, it hit the T marker and bounced forward like 12 feet. His playing partner, I don't know who it was, but very, very sporting of them, said right away, that was a practice swing. And if you were taking a practice swing and make contact with the ball, you can replace it. But what was great about it is Zach Johnson, purportive man of God, as soon as he hit it, just went, oh, shit, <laughs> just right away. <laughs> it was extraordinary. I didn't hear that audio. So I was watching it, but it was on, um, I didn't have any volume on. I just had like a a side broadcast going because, you know, I was at work. And um, so I just saw it. And from from my, when I first saw it, I thought it was a real swing. I didn't 
recognized it as a practice swing. And I was like, oh my God, what just happened? And then he walked up and grabbed it and put it back on the tee. And I was like, what is going on here? And then I realized, and then I think I like put my headphones in and it was like, oh, it was a practice swing. But um, yeah, it was so funny because the way that it shanked off of the top of his club and off the tee box and then like, you know, trickled 12 yards ahead of him. It was just like, what is going on at the Masters? It looked really silly. And you're right. I had the same reaction because I saw it on Twitter and I was like, what the hell does that just, it's, it's just kind do? Of, it's kind of an aggressive practice swing. It's not one where like your feet are together and you're just kind of like looking out there, you know, looking towards the target and, and just kind of swinging. It was like kind of a hard swing and it looked, you know, at first glance, like it could have been a legit swing. For sure. Um, you you put something about Vegas on here and I'm looking at these words and I can't really understand them. Can you can can you explain what this is? Yeah, I just I just copied and pasted this. I thought this was, was interesting. So people were talking about how Vegas took a huge hit today because everybody bets on Tiger. And even though he gets way worse odds than he's actually worth, um, the fact that he won, you know, is, is bad for Vegas. But this says um, Caesar's Palace or Caesar's Entertainment um, is salvaging, salvaging a small win on the Masters. They took a big bet on a yes-no proposition wager Will Tiger win all four majors? And somebody put up $20,000 on no. And if he does not win the next three majors, that person wins $20. <laughs> Can you imagine putting up $20,000 for a $20 return? We've already sworn on this podcast. Whoever put that up is a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to say that. That is disgusting. Why would you? Why? Why? Why would you make that bet? Seriously, I mean, we've made some pretty stupid bets on Ugh, on this show. Me uh, more I, than you. <laughs> well, I've been on a person to win a pool in the match play who was not in the tournament. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty stupid. But uh, put it up twenty thousand. Yeah, to win twenty. Um, that's probably the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. Did you? Do you know our? Uh, our standings in the bets right now. I have like seven cents left to my yeah, name. Yeah, we're, we're we're not updating that today. Okay, that's fine. Back, back next time when I have to turn. Do you have anything else in the Masters? Because I have a special surprise for you before we go. Um, I think that's all I got for the Masters. What what was the surprise? So I have seen on two separate occasions over the past ten days or so a news story, and I would assume that someone in your family or your life has brought this to your attention. But someone, they take a, I, I don't know how the hell they do it, but they basically determine the best city in the United States of America to raise a family, to raise somebody basically, to grow up in. And in 2019, the city that was chosen is none other than Moscow, Idaho. I did not know that. Really? Nobody's brought that to my attention. I, I, but, I saw it but, on the national news and the local news. Wow. I cannot disagree. I've spent a lot of my life there, and it is it is the best place to grow up. So uh, good on the people who put out this article for getting it right this year. Well, I have to say, I didn't grow up there, but I spent some formative years in my 20s there. <laughs> and it, it was a great place to be then. I'll tell you that much. It is a great place to be in your 20s. Oh, man. Okay. I want to wrap up with saying this. Does Mark from the Corner Club listen to this podcast? He doesn't, does he? Uh, he might. Bill does. 
Oh, Bill. Yes, Bill. Bill does. Uh, Bill, we're not going to make it this year. I'm, I'm very sorry. He sent us the DM about the Corner Club Open. I feel badly that I can't make it this year because we love that tournament so much. But I'm basically just preparing myself for the year 2020, aren't you? I am prepping for the 2020 Corner Club Open, and um, I think it's going to be a good one. I think basically what it comes down to is Nick and I were one shot shy of cashing in that tournament. Um, and we made a, a, a very unclutched double bogey down the stretch and it ruined our round. So we need a year off to reflect, work on our putting strokes, our sand game. We'll be back in 2020. We need to work on that bunker game. Oh my God. We just, Oh God, we screwed up those bunkers so bad. Anyway, if you are still listening to this podcast, thank you so much for dedicating yourself to at the turn. Tiger Woods wins his fifth green jacket. The major monkey is off his back. I say he passes Jack. Nick disagrees. And um, God, I guess we'll talk soon. We got another major in just a few weeks. Yeah, we do a PJ championship. And one quick plug, the tournament that leads up to the PJ championship the PGA Professional National Championship is going to air on Golf Channel at the end of this month. I think it's like April 27th through May 1st. That's where the field of like 312 PGA professionals gets narrowed down to 20 who get to punch their ticket to Bethpage. I would highly encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, to at least take a peek at the leaderboard, tune into the Golf Channel coverage every now and then. It's, it's some pretty compelling stuff. It's really cool. So uh, check it out. Are you locked in? Are you going to that tournament? The The... Not the PJ Professional one. That one's South Carolina. I'm not going to go, but I will be going to Bethpage. Hell yeah. Bethpage, man. That's what I'm asking about. You're going to the major. Yeah, I'm going to Bethpage. I think well, I think my plan is to drive down there Saturday morning and then spend all day there Saturday and drive back Saturday night. Ashley's not going with you? Yeah, she is. How do you think I'm getting there and back? Yeah. You don't think I'm going to be awesome. a beer on the course? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, my uh, my postmate Jonathan is arriving soon, so I should probably go. All right. Well, that's it. That, that's, <laughs> okay. that, that's it. Joe Tiger won the Masters. Congrats to Tiger. Congrats to all of you. Episode forty of At the Turn is in the books. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at the Turn.